set racing. Sapina jumped away well with Sweet Deal and also Mizzy going forward. Kicking up as Real Amin Ruby. Odium Dangers, El Sabatiano going forward and Handy as well. Thereupon settling down as Tefane. Ceresus over on the inside. Madame Rouge and further back to Lyon. And flits out three and four wide. Emeralds over on the inside. Brooklyn Hustle and Nudge and Coventina Bay. And last of all is Yamazaki over on the outside. It's Dame Giselle by two and a half lengths here from Sabatiano. Mizzy's on the outside. ODM three wide going for Tefane. The next one off the track there was Flit and Sapated. Further back to Rilamin Ruby. Next along there was Lyra out three wide. Sweet Deal, Madame Rouge. And then Yamazaki, Sierra Sue, Brooklyn Hustle, Coventina Bay. Nudges back second last. Emeralds swings and last. So Dame Giselle at the 450. Kicked away here. Led by three lengths from in second placing Sabatiano. Odium's on the outside. Tefano's running into it now. And further back to Sweet Deal and Mizzy. Next one there. Further back is Real Amen Ruby. Dame Giselle just in front. Tefano looming up on the outside. Sweet Deal. Sabatiano making ground as well. Further back to Mizzy and Sapina. But Tefano out wide. The straight rate winners reach the lead. Sweet Deal tries late as Nudd. Tefano in front from Sweet Deal. Tefano does it again. Tefano's won from Sweet Deal and Nudd. Followed by Madame Rouge. And then <coughs> Morning, everyone. Welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly. Tefane is now a three-time Group 1 winner to add to the Stradbroke and all-age stakes. And I think Tefane sits beautifully on that list of Tatstiara winners and joins two others, uh, Srikandi and also Dane Ripper, to have done the double the Stradbroke and also the Tats Tiara. Uh, they sit in the record books as the only three to win both races. Bernadette Cooper was with me at Eagle Farm yesterday. It was, it was a great end of the Brisbane mm. Carnival because not only was that a great story with Tefane, but yep. the stories just continued all day. It has been terrific whole carnival and we've had obviously a number of pin-up horses here uh, throughout the carnival and Tefano might not have been a major pin-up horse pre-Stradbroke but mm. of course after it she, she definitely was mm. and that was a race where we all thought oh we need eight horses. In the quaddy. <laughs> in, in the quaddy yeah. and hindsight tells us that class just rose to the top. Just needed one. Yeah but you're right many stories. Yep we'll get to the Battle of the Bush, mm. we'll get to Farlap. <laughs> a little bit later. Ron Duffersey and Lizzie Gels were masked up at uh, Rose Hill Gardens uh, yesterday. Duff, was it, uh, it was back to where we were once before? Yeah, unfortunately so, but the show went on. And, uh, you know, Abdullah, three winners. Bayless, three winners. And a very promising young, young apprentice we'll talk about later, wrote a winner. Uh, but the Queensland, geez, there's been some stars of the carnival there. You know, was it Zaki, Incentivise? Uh, was it Tefane? Was it Ayrton? I think it was Craig Williams. He has just owned mm. that carnival. Mm. He's produced his own lane at the right stage of the day and uh, I think he's been the star of the Queensland carnival. Yep, couldn't agree with you more. I just thought uh, yesterday, Rose Hill Gardens, I really enjoyed seeing Ellen Hennessy being able to get her first Saturday Metropolitan win, but we'll dissect that through the program. Well, uh, let's go back and have a look at where they were on the home turn and the, uh, the Tats Tiara, Tafane came down the outside. There was a protest second against third. Nudge ended up getting second uh, over Sweet Deal, who shifted in abruptly in the last 100 metres or so and cost Nudge that second placing. So that was upheld. But uh, Craig Williams, Duff sums it up, uh, found the lane. Uh, too many times to be a fluke. Yeah, he certainly did. And obviously this track had a little bit of wear and tear on it. And 
think he was just of the opinion that this is where you need to be. He'd done it earlier in the day. Um, and Tofani did have that beautiful, soft, economical run just in behind the speed. Not a lot of mares really storm home here until the very end, but I guess Nudge definitely the best. And you mentioned that interference that she struck by Sweet Deal as we take another look here. Yeah, you'll see uh, Sweet Deal, who is uh, one away from the inside horse, uh, and Nudge in the purple sleeves, white cap in Chris Waller's colours, is about to come inside Sweet Deal and just this, it's about the 100 metre mark or, or inside the 100, Swift shifts in abruptly Sweet Deal and Stewards found that that indeed cost a Nudge the second placing. So mm. Craig Williams now goes to 65 career Group 1 victories and Mike Moroney has now in either partnership or on his own uh, 52 Group 1 wins. Um, now, what does the future hold for Tefane, Duff? They, they decided to keep her in work, keep her racing, not sell her at the broodmare sale, and they've got two Group 1s out of it. Yeah, well, I suppose they've got decisions to make whether they still put her in foal this year or not, or still probably put her back on the market. I don't know what their uh, feelings are. Has she done enough? Probably she has with three big Group 1s. And, you know, she, she's an older man now, or she's, she's rising six, so it's a beautiful time for her to go to stud. But you just leave that to connection. She's in rare form. And what a training performance. He's, he's a terrific trainer, Mike, and uh, to get her back up into top form and that young lady that's been up with her all the way through there looking after her um, has done a great job with her as well. Let's go and hear from uh, Craig Williams, who, of course, uh, had a remarkable carnival and a big day yesterday. You can't go with your heart in this situation. You've got to go with your head. And uh, we made the call as tough as what it was. And... I actually walked the track with my competitor, Michael Carl, just before the race. So, again, um, thank you for my team around me. Um, Mike Moroni, he's stable. Lily, who's been up here. Mike Moroni and Lily gave me so much confidence coming into today. That said, she's improved from last time. And, uh, again, the clerk of the courses, because she's a, quite a busy girl, and they've made me save my energy. Again, I've got my father up here today, so I'd like to thank my father, and I can share it with him, and all my family at home that are unable to come up. And... Uh, it's a big thrill to, uh, I, it was quite easy actually, she gave me uh, many options and she did a fantastic job running and I just had to steer her where we felt we were comfortable to be, but I had, I could do what I want with her today. Alright, let's go and hear from uh, all the other riders finishing behind uh, Craig Williams. Larry Cassidy, Nudge? Yeah, really good run. Obviously just coming back from the mile, those couple runs just um, probably took the little bit of edge off her and I, I, did, I was just a bit lost for speed. Just had to play the cards I was dealt and sort of come up the middle of the track um, and um, the second horse actually run on me, so I'm about to progress. Jimmy Orman, sweet deal? Yeah, huge. Just another placing in a group one, you know. Um, you know, got a right run, got pushed to the fence, which I couldn't really do much about. Got out. I would have liked to have got out wider, but um, very, very honest there. Luke Dittman, Madame Rouge? happy with the run. Um, love to have been a pair closer in running but sort of wanted to be outside Zapina but it was sort of held deep so just tucked her in behind and give her a squeeze at the top of the straight. She accelerated very nicely for me but just winner was too good today. She's run a strong race. Ryan Maloney, Savatiano. Yeah, look she acquitted herself well. She's a very high class mare but just, just late she felt the track. Um, we were forced to go wide with no pressure. Oh, sorry, go forward with no pressure in that race and probably we sat a little bit too close but she was there right at the 100 and that was when she felt the track, but um, yeah, still acquitted herself well. Mark Duplessis, subpoenaed. Yeah, I got on the back of Tufani, travelled beautiful. Um, she hasn't run badly, but I, I honestly thought turning in, I was, I was a huge chance of winning. Um, looks just, for lack of a better term, just lacked a bit of uh, finish. Bailey Noda, flip. 
Yeah, huge effort. Um, we're three deep with cover, probably till about 700 when Tofane elect to sort of push three deep and start rolling into it. Um, so we're exposed from, from there, but um, huge effort to finish where she did. Ben Thompson, liar? Yeah, an honest run. Uh, we had cover following uh, Flint who raced outside the eventual winner. We got to the A ground in the straight, but just ground away and didn't show the same turn of foot as others. Justin Huxtable, Emeralds? Yeah, I thought the filly was really good today. Um, I didn't really want to go to the fence there really, but just kind of wanted to stay the one off, but we'll push there with a large field outside of us and um, come off the fence straightening and I thought the last 100 was the best piece of her work. Ryan Wiggins, Mizzy? Yeah, she's done her job, you know, she deserves a good spot at Spud. Spud. Andrew Mallion, Odium? Yeah, I thought she was brave. Um, I was just made to do too much work early from that bad gate and um, they're a bit nippy for me early, so I had to wait for the race to settle down before I could slide up outside the leader. Um, and that probably just took the polish off her late. Robbie Frad, Sierra Sue? Yeah, that was on a straight half foot. Didn't get me far. Um, travel better with the blinkers on. Um, I said to them, probably maybe just take them off. She'll settle better, and I think she'll give you more in the run, because when they opened up turning farm, she kicked through beautifully, and then she just ran out, ran out of steam, you know? Um, maybe because she was travelling a bit too well. Jimmy Byrne, Dame Giselle? Yeah, look... Just wanted to go a little bit too hard, had to let it roll a little bit and try and just get a switch down a bit. Um, yeah, and sure enough, it told it. Sam Collett, Coventina Bay. So happy with her run. Probably tried to get to the outside part of the track and she sprinted well, but just not as good as some of these really good mares. Michael Carl, Brooklyn Hustle. Yeah, she, uh, Brooklyn Hustle rang well. She, uh, she should, should have finished much closer. Should have finished in the first four or five across the line. Just got uh, the run just closed ahead of her. She was building momentum inside the 200 metres. Just didn't have luck go away. Ronnie Stewart, reel him in, Ruby. Um, jumped really good from that alley and had a nice run on the speed. Um, I thought we were going to be right in, but I just don't know if we really let down on that track today. Steph Thornton, Yamazaki. <laughs> Not much luck, but she was a bit disappointing today. OK, so they're the beaten jockeys uh, out of the Tattersall's Tiara. Just before we move on to the, uh, the next... Uh, race we're going to have a look at. Um, just got an update through from uh, from Darwin, and our um, our immediate concerns and everyone's concerns are with Brendan Sweeney up there. There was a, a bad fall in the second last race, and three jockeys come down. Um, Brendan Sweeney is the most seriously affected. Uh, he has a punctured lung, broken ribs. He's on a ventilator. He's had a few little uh, bleeds on the brain. They have him in an induced coma in Darwin Hospital and um, we just await further news on Brendan. But that is the latest with that jockey. Jared Todd, who also came down, he's battered and bruised. That's the report. And Kim Gladwin, he has rib fractures and concussion. Uh, that coming through from TRNT's Andrew O'Toole, the latest this morning. So our, our prayers and thoughts are with Brendan Sweeney. Bernie, you were with me up there in Darwin yep. with Lost Simone, and uh, they, they, they don't need to go through this again. No one, no one does. They don't, and, and they've, ha they've had another death since yeah, then. Melanie Tyndall. Melanie Tyndall. Yep. So, and Roger Booth. And Roger yep. Booth, yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't matter where you go in Australia, the, the racing community is obviously really tight, but I think just because of their position and their remoteness, mm. um, they more than anywhere, I think, uh, a very, very close-knit oh, community. It and it is shattering for them when an accident occurs. So, uh, obviously, you know, having three fall in one race is, mm. is a shock in itself. But fingers crossed, even though those injuries sound quite horrendous, um, yes. I think it looks as though everybody's going to pull through, which is a huge plus yes. because I just don't know how they would have coped. At the moment, we, we, we're just hearing that Brendan, mm. uh, despite being in an induced coma, and he's, there for, he's in a induced coma for a reason, of he's course. going to be very, very lucky. 
very lucky and obviously with a punctured lung and, and mm. busted ribs, breathing's a problem yep. and pain is a problem and with those bleeds on the brains, they'd just be wanting him, his body yes. to rest. So the yep. induced comas are marvellous for healing, yep. aren't they? Yep. So yep. to everyone up there in the, uh, the top end, we are thinking yep. of you uh, today. Uh, we move now to the Healy Stakes and this was the last race on the program. Now, away game, uh, Kieran Ma uh, brought this up in the post-race interview. She may have booked her trip to the United States, mm -hmm. to the Breeders' Cup uh, in Delmar this year <laughs> on the West Coast uh, because she is uh, she's owned in America by Hannah Matheson and she's back in the winners list for the first time since she won the Percy Sykes at the championships. Yeah, that's right. So it's been a long time and it took our golden girl Steph um, to get the most out of her and it was interesting listening to him post-race Kieran that is saying that um, Kieran McAvoy had actually said maybe we should be riding this filly a bit further back and Steph is a marvellous rider um, all rounder actually but she's particularly good on, on giving horses time so obviously um, she was able to get the best out of this filly and you know she has done a marvellous job throughout the carnival without the best rides even though away game was a good ride but um, she's produced a winner almost every week so it was great accelerates was good and um, the stable mate to away game obviously had to change direction on a couple of occasions in a straight Bella Nipotina um, so her win was full of merit but it was really the three of those over the line wasn't it I wonder how often that has happened if ever two two-year-old magic millions winners yes quinellering a race later in their career <laughs> Um, exhilarates a four-year-old, away game a three-year-old, both two-year-old Magic Millions winners. Um, she was back. She hasn't had a lot of racing, Duff. She's only had, that was only a 14th start. Yeah, but she had a very busy two-year-old season and uh, she's second up there. She's one tough filly and nice to see her come from back in the field. She used to be a real on-pace runner. Uh, so uh, Kieran's got her where he wants her. Ambitious plan, I must say, uh, but they love a challenge. The Ma used to st uh, stable. I think Ma just loves a trip away. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Where better to go than um, Del Mar uh, in, in Southern California. Let's go and hear from uh, Kieran and also Steph. She spent a lot of time uh, early this prep down at our beach facility just to get her feet right. Probably was the probably drop in her form at the end of last preparation. So uh, the girls uh, have done a great job, uh, Nikki, Anna and um, Christine, Christine spent a lot of time with us, so uh, really great. Um, uh, Hannah, Hannah Matheson and her family, you know, she may get a ticket from this to go over to the Breeders' Cup. I said if she won today, uh, they're obviously from the States, so yeah. um, that might be just the ticket she needs to, to get over there and have a crack at the Breeders' Cup turf. But, um, no, great, and um, obviously Mrs. Fung as well in in, in her as well. Uh, yeah, you know, like she's a really good horse, and uh, most of our horses sort of improved second up, and um, you know, really good ride by Steph Thornton. Um, uh, Kieran McAvoy actually said last start we we pressed forward, and he said, you know, it was probably just her undoing a little bit, so. That bit of knowledge, we were confident to ride her a little bit quiet today and wait for that turn of foot, and uh, she got it pretty spot on. I was wrapped to pick up her today, and Kieran actually gave me my first city winner in Melbourne when I was claiming three, so now he's given me my first group winner, which is amazing. Melbourneites reuniting here in <laughs> Queensland. I love it, and I love it that you gave this little lady time today. Yeah, Kieran said to me before the race, just be neutral on her, let her find her feet, and 
Albeit she's got really good pace, she probably doesn't need to be that close and he said to ride her to have a turn of foot so that's what we did. We got into a good spot with cover and I was a long way off him at the top of the straight but if I, she gave me what I knew she could I thought we'd catch him and she was tough. She's a, a speedy little girl and she done a great job. All right, so that was uh, away game uh, winning the last of the Healy Stakes. We've got a lot more to come here. We'll, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the most talked about horse in Australia right now. That's after <laughs> a break on Thoroughbred Weekly. Before we look at uh, incentivise, one thing I didn't do is uh, go to the beaten jockeys from the Healy Stakes. So back to the last of the day, here's what the beaten brigade had to say. Ryan Maloney, exhilarates. Yeah, look, she's very stiff. Um, Presented at the right time, give a good kick. I thought I was a winner, but probably just the pull in the weights was the difference in the end. Craig Williams, Bella Nipotina. Yeah, I think um, Chiraman, the stable, Dave Eustace, done a really good job getting her back to her best. The winner had to run under her belt, also had an un uninterrupted run in the straight where I was inconvenienced on two occasions. I thought she really hit the line really well, so uh, look out next start with clear running. Jim Byrne, King of Hastings. Yeah, a lot better run than the other day. I think um, uh, he's a horse that likes to just free roll sort of thing, just... Uh, uh, it was a lot better today, a lot better. Bailey Noda, Fulzmanov. Good effort. Sort of had to um, play the race pretty tactically. We are given good horses a lot of weight, so brave effort. Um, he might go to the paddock now, go to the Ramorny, but he's still going really well. Bobby Alyssa, Jen's rules. Yeah, guys, she ran out of a skin, this filly. She's probably coming back from 13, back to 1,200 on an affected track like this. Uh, she ran good. That was her last run today, so she's going to go be a mum. Ben Thompson, Dr Zeus. Yeah, really brave effort second up. He was fired up a little bit, sort of coming across from the wide draw. It just took him a while to relax, albeit the tempo was hot. Um, be better against probably just a bit lesser opposition. Jimmy Orman, Hightail. Yeah, he got to the right part of the track, but just didn't let rip when we got there. Ronnie Stewart, Hale Manhattan. Um, jumped probably a little bit well from that gate. Um, we want to sort of ride it quiet and sort of tuck back in. Look, we had a well, wide trip in saying that too. The way the track's playing, I was happy to follow away games through there. We sort of won the race, but look, my horse is probably suited over a little bit further, and I thought it was a nice stepping stone. Michael Carl, Hilo. Hilo was uh, not a bad effort for something slightly easier and something slightly further. Mark Duplessis in good time. Yeah, jumped and travelled really well in herself. She's a little bit hot in the first corner outside leader, but she was, as I said, doing it all by herself. Doctors just went past her and she just threw in the tail. Andrew Mallions and I. Yeah, she just over travelled a little bit today, is what she normally she normally goes to sleep in the run. I'm sort of more inclined to um, come to the conclusion that she may have come to the end of her tether this prep. Okay, so that was the Healy Stakes. Now, race six, the Tats Cup. Incentivise. Bernie, mm. you. It was phenomenal. <laughs> It, this was incredible. It was incredible. And I thought to myself, have I ever seen anything like this? And I don't think I have. Not, you know, I've, I'm 47. I've been in racing since I was 15. And all of my time in racing, I've not seen a horse be so progressive and so dominant. I mean, I just keep coming back to 12 lengths. Well, it's more than that because in his last four runs, he's won by 7.3, 9, 9.5, <laughs> and now 12. So you can suggest that, is he beating anything? Well, if you count daylight as anything, 
He's beating it every time. He's beating it every time. And he's not even being ridden out that hard. Six wins now. His last six starts, six wins, by a combined total of 41.9 lengths. This is a metropolitan racetrack. It's ridiculous. Two uh, horses that were next in line in betting. Mirage Dancer is a Group 1 metropolitan winner in another life. Mm, and mm. Southern France, who the stable thought could win a Sydney Cup. But we just we just get the feeling that we are actually seeing something really, really special. I mean, um, Duff was obviously, you and Duff were here when he won the benchmark 82 starts ago, and we thought that was super impressive. Obviously, that's when uh, the shoppers got shopping and wanted to buy into yep. him as well. Um, we Then we saw him at Ipswich just seven days ago. Obviously, beat uh, a lot of horses that don't have a lot of depth. But as you said, two Group 1 winners in that race and made them look like class winners. It's just extraordinary. Now, Steve Tregay has kept 50%. He has. But he's a seller. He's a trader, isn't he? He doesn't mind selling horses. He sold one for big money to Hong Kong. He's a star over there. Yes. Command and Conquer. Command and Conquer. That's right. Yes, he doesn't mind selling horses. But he's just uh, a boutique breeder. Windermere Stud is his stud. He basically breeds... He, he and his family breed mm -hmm. their own horses and he trains a few. Only ever a small size stable, mm -hmm. but has huge success. I mean, you know, Nikonova, Bergerac, Command and Conquer, like massive success. I would say per horse for value for money, he would have to be the most successful person in Queensland. An outstanding horseman. Mm. Outstanding. Mm -hmm. Because it's not just, he's not doing it with one horse, he's done it yes. with very good horses over time. Mm -hmm. Now, Davisi and Jelfs, what did you think? <laughs> Well, I think years have got very short memories. I, I went back through the vault this morning and I, I found this. I found this and I want to play it for you. 300 metres to go, but have a look at Bicky. Is this a working gallop or is this a fair income race? It's a barrier trial. Bicky Tin Blues under a throttle hold. He's shot away by three Matani Ada Vale Hornet. Is this Kingston Town or Bicky Tin Blues? It's Bicky Tin Blues. I've never seen a horse improve this much in my whole broadcasting career. It won by 10. Matani is second. Ada Vale Hornet is third. Then Phil the Bill, Harbour Magic. And last time is Crime Wave. I've never seen a horse improve that much in my whole life. I mean, who was Bicky Tin Blues two months ago when it came here? No one ever heard of it. No one ever... No one ever heard of it. As I said to Larry in the preview this morning, it's not so much the fact that it's winning, but have a look at it. That's Kingston Town stuff, that. He hasn't moved on it. What's a one be, eight, ten? I've seen some horses improve in my race broadcasting life. I've never seen one improve like this horse. This is flying, this. I know this is stupid, but gee, I tell you what, Brian Smith will have to consider taking this horse down to Sydney or Melbourne for some of the spring races. You mightn't be aiming at group ones, but dear oh me, he's got to knock off a race somewhere around there for sure. Well, he did win a Newcastle Cup, I must say, but, uh, you know, it's easy to get carried away with horses. And to look, he's got a bit of Vaux Rogue about well, him, I'll say that. I must feel for Anthony Allen, Allen because he'll never get another ride on him, the poor bugger. He's no, won five, five <laughs> he's passed five rides on him, he's won on him, so yeah. uh, that's the end of him. So there'll be no Cinderella story like the Cyril Small Vaux Rogue sort of situation. No. Uh, no. I'm sort of still going back to March 21, and he was beaten 16 lengths in a Toowoomba Maiden. Now, what happened that day? I don't know. It's a mystery. Yeah, yeah well, so yeah, he got really bad interference and basically got pulled up. He yeah. got pulled up. Right. Oh, okay. Well, look, all I can say, all I can say to Alan Thomas is, 
you retired too early. <laughs> because you could have got to call that horse in, incentivised. And I'll say another thing to Alan Thomas and to you, Duffersy. That horse, Bicky Tim Blues, he was only Kingston Town. This is Farlap. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And although Anthony Allen might not ride him again, he did give him his first group winner yesterday. So he's stoked anyway. Yeah. Mm. Lizzie, what do you think? I mean, I was talk, watching, uh, uh, talking to Bernie about it yesterday and she was trying to describe how, how long a stride he's got and how mm. fluid he is. What are you seeing? I see a horse with an incredible action. I see a horse winning by mm. huge margins and I think that he still looks to me as though I haven't seen him in the flesh, Bernie will correct me, but he looks as though he's still got a furnish as well. So I think he's very exciting. I actually think that he gives me a bit of the buzz. Well, yeah. Ah, see? She Not gets very the buzz many too. Do. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if you're walking around Eagle Farm Racecourse yesterday and seeing some of the hardened locals, the hairs, they got the they got yeah, the buzz. The hair stood up on everybody's back. It was just marvelous. It was it was one of those moments, cliche moments, though, when you go, this is why I love racing. That's why you go to the races That's to why. see performances <laughs> and horses like that because the the mm. the basis of that is they keep you coming back and they wanting do. more. So we've got that good horse. We're going to watch him closely as he goes to Melbourne and now he's going to be trained by Peter Moody. Don't reckon he's on a hiding to nothing. <laughs> I mean, he's got, to, he's got to keep this horse going now. Yeah, that's right. And he's already being hounded by all the press. It's, it's every, Everything's going to be incentivised, incentivised all spring. I asked him for an interview yesterday because Peter was there yesterday. Mm. I said, come and do a chat. I, I want to know what you think. He said, I haven't got the horse yet. I haven't got the horse, and then he just walked away. He wasn't ready to, he wasn't ready to talk about this horse yet. No, because he knows what's coming. But he had spent all week, I think, up at Steve Jagay's. In fact, Steve said he didn't even take incentivised to the track yesterday. He let Peter do it. Right. So he's he's practicing. There was a quote. I didn't hear it. Someone said that Moody uh, said, "I I I wish the Caulfield Cup was in two weeks." Yes. Well, that's right because he's got. What, how far can he wind this horse back? To, what, to then wind him back up. Mm. I mean, we are, you know, verging on July. Mm. Um, and what I, path does he take? Where, where does yeah. he go? What, what's the lead-ups to all these? Anyway, we'll Good wait question. and see. Um, you spoke to Steve Tregay straight after the race and uh, also Anthony Allen. Yeah, I don't know what to say. He just kept improving and improving. And, you know, he bit me when I was saddling him up and I nearly floored him and I said, if you do it tomorrow, you'll cop it. But, um, you know, he's just kept improving and he's obviously looks like a sailor and that's exactly what he is. And he can start his run almost a half a mile from home and just keep increasing. Mm. That stride is yep. enormous. It is, yes, yes, it is. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what else to say. He just keeps surprising. He's done better this week than he did the week before. Like I said, he put a couple of kilos on. So, yeah, I don't know where, the, where he ends up, but... Um, in Melbourne. Oh, I don't have to in worry. Melbourne. That's a great We're thing. We're dreaming Melbourne Cups, though, aren't we? Oh, well, everybody else is, but so many things can go wrong. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not there yet, but, you know, you've got to think seriously now, I guess, yeah. The fact that you sold half of him, do you lie in bed and think about that? Are you happy with that? Mm, yeah, I'm happy with it, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm happy. You never look back when you sell a horse, yeah. Well, you're the master yeah. at it. Mm, well, not really, but, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Not really, no. Peter Moody's been up. Obviously, he's, that's the trainer he's going to go to in Melbourne, and uh, he looks like a Cheshire yeah. cat. Yeah, I was trying to give him a few tips yesterday. I don't know whether he was taking any notice or not. <laughs> well, he, he bloody well should, I think. <laughs> I said, Great I'll job. tell him nothing. I'm yeah. not trying to t shove anything down his throat.
Well, he I, can uh, make up his own mind. I think you're giving him a star performer. Well yeah, done. No, he's a beauty. Yeah, honestly, I got a good book of horses underneath me. That's what I've written in my career, but. Yeah, so far, the stayer wise, he is uh, probably the best one. He just does it on easy. He sort of, I know he's a big kid, a little bit above himself today, which I thought, you know, I thought, oh, if he at the end of his run, I thought I wanted him to look after him a little bit, but he just doesn't. He just keeps getting bigger and bigger, it doesn't matter. The margins are just extraordinary. Yeah, look, honestly, I thought the main aim today was just, just give him one with the whip and just go hands and heels because, like, he just seems to stretch out more anyway, but sort of about to put the whip in the left because he said they're looking around a little bit, so just wanted to keep on ball head a little bit there. Well, he thinks he's in a one-horse race. <laughs> it feels like that. It feels like that enormously. It was a one-horse race. Yeah, the next question I actually asked him, I said, does this horse actually feel like he quickens or lengthens? And he was very quick to say he just lengthens, mm. which is extraordinary. But you can see in that slow-mo there just how streamlined and athletic he is. And that's the bulkiest that we've actually ever seen him in the race. He's put on weight. But I tell you, yesterday you could just tell with him in the yard he was, he was a racehorse, whereas mm. All the other starts, he's just sort of been a cow pony going around. But yesterday, even, you know, how Steve said he bit him and even uh, Anthony Allen said he could really feel a personality there yesterday. So he's, the penny's dropped, he's woken up. It's, it's a great time for him to go south. Let's hope he keeps yeah. going. Now, uh, I'll let Lizzie take up this next story because uh, in race four yesterday in the Tattersall's Gold Crown, a horse called Zay Danny gave Ben and JD Hayes their first winner in partnership. Now, this is the dawn of a new era with spanning back to Colin Hayes through David, Peter, Tony McAvoy, Tom Dabney, who's now left that part of the business. And, and you've watched these uh, two boys grow up, in fact, uh, Lizzie, having worked for Lindsay Park, uh, Ben, and the new boy, who's who's been behind the scenes, but now he's in the race book, JD. Yeah, they've, well, JD's been working in the stables ever since I had pretty much, they came back from Hong Kong, they'd always had a little input, and as they grew up, they started working more and more and longer hours in the stable, and obviously JD's been there for quite some time now, behind the scenes, working with Tom and Ben, um, and that would have given them a tremendous tremendous thrill getting their first uh, winner on the board together obviously they had a, a they had a couple of runners in the week I think one was at Wangaretta and that didn't get the job done it you know buckled coming out of the start and they'd be pretty nervous but uh, getting that win on the board just you know it's a bit of a settler isn't it and I'm sure they're going to have a bright future building a probably a little bit of a completely different business moving forward aren't they but both very talented boys in their own right they've got a big operation there and I wish them all the luck and they um yeah, it's a bit of a proud moment seeing yeah. them get their job done yesterday. Yeah, and you, you always speak highly of the man, uh, Greg, they spoke to after the race, Gary Fennessy. He'd be keeping them pretty level-headed. Yeah, he, look, he's, Gary is one of those unsung sort of heroes of racing. He's been, he worked for CS from when he was a teenager. He has developed and helped a lot of people who are training racehorses now, Kieran Ma being one of them. We've all worked under, you know, we've all worked under the banner of Lindsay Park, but Gary Fennessy has been integral in helping people along the way and also training horses for Lindsay Park under that banner. And he's going to be able to nurture these boys like he has done with many, many people before. So looking forward to seeing how, um, how the operation progresses in the new era. But yeah, it's a, a lot to do with what Gary has done behind the scenes. Mm. And, on, and on that note, there was no better person to talk to yesterday uh, for this historic moment for the family than Gary Fennessy. It is a big moment. It's their first winner as a team, so 
They'd be quite rapid winning the stakes race first up. To get going so early, yep. um, it, it would have like, been a nice plan. It was like their father, he won a Cox Plate his first year. So. <laughs> can they rise to the heights of Dad? Oh, yeah, probably can. Probably How are they can. going? Yeah, they're going good. Um, they've both been... Ben's been in the system for about 10 years, and JD's been probably working the last three or four years at Euroa. So. That's right. His name hasn't been there, but he's been working behind the scenes, of course. He's been working, yeah. What about this horse, uh, Gary? Say Danny. Well, we, a month ago, I wouldn't have give you two bob for her. She got hurt in the float. And I thought, oh, she's buggered this campaign. But she made a miraculous recovery to, to win at the coast and then win here. Yeah, it all panned out really nicely. Good speed early. And we just able to relax and come into the race at the right time. And she was strong at the line. Obviously, Ben and JD, they were, they were bred to be high high-time performers. How special is it for you to ride their first winner, let alone a stakes winner? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's actually JD's first ever winner, so pretty good to do it at stakes level and uh, go good luck to him. Yeah, I think she'll stay all day. She relaxes nicely and, and she's strong at the end of her races, so uh, she's definitely got a good staying future. The uh, brother to uh, Melody Bell struck in the first yesterday, an 1,800-metre two-year-old event to finish the carnival. This is what Tudukaka was here for after running a placing in the Phoenix. The eyes set firmly on the prize of this 1,800-metre race. Once again, there was no opposition to no. Tudukaka. It was the best horse. But I think going <laughs> forward, we are seeing a potential staying three-year-old um, who can reach heights. Absolutely. He is a stunning sort. He was doing wheelies in the yard yesterday, which was some concern. But once Mickey Carl got on board and they jumped out of the gates, he was um, pretty good throughout the race. A little bit on and off the bridle, but a completely dominant display. But one would think with that pedigree, looks like he's got and a nice seasoning campaign here in Queensland. That's really why they brought him here, not to, you know, delve to any massive heights, but just to season him up, toughen him up, and hopefully you get to see him down there soon. There's two races uh, the, the, they have to concentrate, not concentrate on, they have to do something about. And mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know whether it's through promotion or, or what, but the, the 1,800 metre two-year-old race, there's nothing wrong with that. Not at the end of the season. No. Like, these horses are all but three. It's a really great conditioning race actually for horses that are late uh, in getting going perhaps yeah. and they're looking to stay them as three So is there no, are there none, none <coughs> of these type of horses around or did no one know it was on? Yeah, well... Did, did, did no one know the Brisbane Cup was 3,200 metres this year? <laughs> there were two races that should have been great races going back to 3,200 metres, putting an 1,800 metre yeah. two-year-old race and no one turns up. So yeah. is it just lack of knowledge? Have Possibly. they got to get out there and promote it more? Yeah, they do need to get out there and promote it more but we did have sort of an influx of staying races, you probably noticed. Well, there's one every week. <laughs> this year. And we in Queensland don't have a lot of stayers. You know, we get your rejects or your the has mm. from down south. So our staying depth is very, very shallow. So we rely on people coming. The Kiwis really didn't bring many stayers no, they this didn't. year. No. And usually they bring a lot. Let's blame COVID like we blame everything Let's else blame on. COVID. But I think, Duff, it has got scope, an 1,800-metre two-year-old race on that day at this time of year. Uh, definitely, and people will know about it from now on, and I think there's a, you can plan your horses. It was easy pickings there on Saturday. 
and uh, I think it might be a target race for many in the years to come. But uh, he's a nice enough horse, and uh, that was his race, wasn't it? It was a beautiful race for him. And the Triple Way will do that horse there uh, really well. I think he'll come on from that next prep. OK, let's go and hear from uh, Chris McNabb, who was representing Tony Pike here in Australia, and also Michael Carl. Yeah, well, he relaxed beautifully, Greg, didn't he, you know, and um, that was a plan of attack. I said to Michael before the race, and Tony rang me, just take bad luck out of the equation, you know, just get him to relax outside the leader, and, and it was, they went along at a slow clip, but an even clip, and, um, and like I said, this is a race he come here for, so, you know, couldn't be happier. It's just, there was just nothing tricky about it. No, 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 and it was good, you know. Sad for James that he's not on the horse, but at the same time, Carl does a lot of work for us, so uh, yeah. it was a good result. So what was the story there with Carl having ridden him uh, but not booked for today. Well, was that a future type of thing? Yeah, well, pretty much you'd like to have James have a, assess the horses, you know, and things like that, and he's um, good mate of Tony's and the owners and things like that. So, yeah, but it was, uh, you know, things have worked out perfect anyway. Does he stay here in, in winter for the for the spell? No, no, he'll go home, he'll fly, he'll go back to Sydney and then fly home from there Tuesday week, yeah. And then you've got to map out a, a spring yeah, campaign, exactly, but yeah. it, it sounds like you've got all, all that... Uh, ready to go. Tony's got a long-range plan. Yeah, well, you know, Tony doesn't uh, miss anything, you know, so he's, he's already had this, you know, this race in mind and then he had to Melbourne, so we're on track, put it that way. And it's just uh, another great story for the family as well, with your superstar, Melody Bell, being the yes, sister. Yes, exactly, yes, exactly. It was a training gallop for him, and, you know, he's give, he gives you the feel of a quality colt. I've ridden him both his starts in, since coming from New Zealand. He's still pretty immature. You're going to see a much better horse in six months' time, but he's heading in the right direction, he's learning his race craft, he was a little bit on and off the bit in running but the part I liked was when he got clear of the other horses, he didn't want to wait for them as two year olds sometimes do but he was good right through the line and as I said before he, he gives you the feel of a um, potentially a, a derby colt. Yeah, I mean physically to look at he's beautiful, he's streamlined obviously, just Attitude-wise, a bit fizzy today pre-race. You're right. You're right, Bernie. He is. And I put that down to immaturity. Yeah. I think another six to eight months, you'll probably see a more seasoned, mature horse. And I think that was the idea of the stable, bringing him here during that, our winter to season him and make a racehorse out of him. They've been a great combination, Carl and Pike, you know, with the Bostonian and <laughs> yeah. now this horse. Uh, and like our older sister, Tutakaka kickstarts its Australian career off in Brisbane, like she did. She won the size produce as a two-year-old. Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Let's go to the next race. <clears throat> this was the uh, the cutest open for three-year-olds. Yeah, so Kingston here, obviously the grey was your favourite. Mass destruction weighted up, uh, I guess, feeling the pinch with 59 kilos back in the grey. But this horse, Garoppolo, is a, an interesting horse. He looks a bit like a pit pony. He's really unassuming. Uh, and we saw him back in the off-season win a race at Eagle Farm really, really dominantly. And we thought, we're going to look for this horse when he comes back for the winter. He was probably unlucky not to win uh, the Mick Dickman plate and then he was stuck on the inside at his next start as well. He is a horse that they celebrated when he drew poorly and they were always keen to get to the outside with him and I guess it was just a bit of luck when the grey, the favourite, didn't step away so well and Ben Thompson had to ride him a bit on the quiet side. But he had 51 kilos on his back. We don't see that very often anymore, do we? 51. 51. He had eight or nine kilos turnaround with mass destruction and I think three or four kilos less than the favourite on that occasion. So terrific for a little stable like Marianne Brosnan. 
He must be just skin and bones, that boy, because he's fit road 51 and he's so tall. Well, Jaden Lloyd's first Saturday winner here, yeah. Mm. Terrific. We're going to show you more of Jaden in just a moment, but it was a big moment for this boy riding a Saturday winner in town. Mm. Um, and we'll, we'll show you a little bit more in a moment. But firstly, here's what Marianne Brosnan had to say after the race and also Jaden straight after the race. Oh, that was really great, you know, especially for Jaden. That's his first Saturday ride, and to get at home a winner for him and the owners, it's wonderful. He looked pretty chuffed too. I think it might be the first of many. I hope so. Um, he's a dedicated young rider, and obviously um, with his pedigree, his father's here today. He'll be over the moon, no doubt. Thank you so much. Oh, this means a lot, you know, um, for my boss. And, oh, she wouldn't meet a nicer person in racing, so this means a lot. Your dad obviously does a lot of work on this horse, Jeff Lloyd. Um, what sort of leg up did he give you? Look, he's a horse that doesn't show much in track work, but he said he was going well. And look, he, my, I got a, my dad comes in and rides this horse every day. So, no, all the credit's got to go to him and the team. So, no, it means a lot. No rest for the successful. We said, uh, is Jeff Lloyd here? Yeah, he's here. Where is he? He's out in the car. Here he is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, then we. Sorry, we're in a hurry, boy. We're going to get a Gold Coast. Got to write some more winners. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thanks, boss. Hey. Thank you. Let's go. Oh, how good was that? Yeah. Hey. You can wash your face now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Thanks, boss. Cheers, mate. Hey, hey, Tony. Uh, Lizzie, that was two minutes after victory and straight into the car. I think Jeff was in more of a hurry than Jaden. <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful. That, that, look, the whole story is, I mean, I'm, I am um, through marriage, Jaden's auntie. And, You're auntie Lizzie. Yeah, I'm auntie Lizzie. <laughs> auntie Lizzie. And, yeah, and I just, he's worked really hard. He is very tall. He spent a period of time down in Melbourne and um, he, you know, he rode winners in Melbourne. He was quite successful there, but he came back home to get the support of his family and I think a lot has to go to his master, Marianne Brosnan. She's been a huge integral support to him. He likes the smaller stable. He likes to be involved. And um, Jeff obviously has been, you know, he's been fantastic to try and encourage him and nurture him through, um, through being, you know, a young boy in racing. And yeah, Jeff, that's right. Jeff goes in there six days a week and rides work and he absolutely loves it. And he just, it's just the way that Jeff Lloyd is and he's a champion guy. And mm. hopefully some of those qualities, which they obviously will um, rub off on both of his boys, Jaden and Zach. He's obviously doing it a bit tough since he uh, gave up riding. It's, yeah. That's last year's Mercedes that he's yeah. driving around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you something. Those boys might be buying him a new Mercedes the way they're going soon. <laughs> they're working hard. The way he was rushing to the gulp. The way he was rushing to the Gold Coast, I'm tipping that is 100% right. Um, now, I told, I told you it was just a great day. So many great stories. They just kept coming one after the other. Uh, and here's another one. To end the Brisbane segment on rather salubrious, this is the Battle of the Bush. Uh, David Reynolds, trainer from Dalby, wins a $200,000 race. Yeah, it's just exceptional. And his post-race interview to come is just uh, to die for. Um, but as he said, everybody in the bush, we're planning this 12 months out now. And this little mare, rather salubrious, uh, was interesting actually at the barrier draw when we said to him, weren't you tempted to get a Tommy Berry or a um, 
Hugh Bowman. He said, well, I was until I thought, well, they come to Charleville the next week. That's right. That's right. He said, <laughs> one of the quotes in the paper this morning, and he, he might be stretching it a little bit, but uh, he knocked back Hugh Bowman because <laughs> Bowman wouldn't come and ride it in the lead-up. Yeah. <laughs> Gundamulla or something. Gundamulla, yeah. Gundawindi, I think it was. Gundawindi, yeah. Or Gundawindi. Gundawindi, yeah. Well. Uh, but Wendy Peel wrote... Wendy Peel, yes, Wendy Peel. She, Wendy Peel wrote a beautiful race. She's now based here in Brisbane, formerly from New South Wales. Yep. She's with uh, Paul Butterworth and uh, a big moment for her, obviously, on a Group 1 day to have a winner. So it really adds some flavour to the race day and it it's does. just a perfect marriage with the Tats Tiara. Yeah. This is the carnival that never finishes because it hasn't finished. Never we, finishes. We, <laughs> never forget Caloundra because that's next week for the Caloundra Cup, the Glass House and also the... Um, and the, and the Winx Guineas. It is. Which is where it all started for Winx. That's right. That's right. And before I go, am mm -hmm. I going now? Yep. I'm going now. Um, can we just say congratulations to Alan Thomas for getting his OAM? Congratulations. ATS. Um, I, I wasn't aware, mm -hmm. uh, because we would have said it on the show last week or the yes. week before, but congrats, well, much deserved for much, his services to racing. Much deserved. I mean, I love Alan like he's part of my family. And, you know, he helped me so much when I started yeah. with my job here at Sky and I get actually emotional when I talk about AT because he's just such a wonderful guy. Well, he gets emotional talking about you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, see you next week. Thank you. See you. Uh, thanks, Bernie. Let's go to a break. And here is, yes, David Reynolds. He was overcome after winning the Battle of the Bush and so was Wendy Peel. Those girls at home do this. Um, I'm just the head man. They do all the hard work, those girls, and they deserve everything. So we've had a rough three months. We've made some decisions. We're stuck by them. I've moved on in life, and that's what's got to happen. And this horse is a major part of it. She's unreal. So. Did you come here confident today? Yes, I did. Yeah, I was very confident. Um, I was worried when she wasn't travelling at the 600, because usually she's just travelling. And, uh, yeah, like, Wendy Peel, outstanding. Full faith in Wendy. Angela Jones, she got her here. <sighs> Great kids, awesome people. What a concept. Thank you, Queensland Racing. <laughs> this is a dream. It's been a dream for three years. I don't get many um, opportunities in town and that, but for David Reynolds to have um, the faith in me here today, because I knew the mayor, and he said he wanted to put someone on her, and you're and Angela Jones done a fantastic job for getting her qualified, and look, um, David was just, you know, wanting to put me on her, because I knew her, and that, and I'm just so grateful, Bernie. Like, you don't understand, like, it means a lot to me. Why do you think there's so much emotion tied up in this race? Why is it? Yeah, I just think like these bush trainers, they do all the miles and that, you know, they have to travel like long distance every weekend to prepare these horses for this race. And, you know, you don't just wake up today and say, right, I'm going to go to the Battle of the Bush. Like, you know, six, 12 months out from planning these races. And look, it means so much to me, you know, being able to do it for a lovely bloke like David Reynolds and his team. I cannot thank them enough. Now it's time to have a look at the uh, Ramwick card, where Ronnie and Lizzie were yesterday. The Peter Cavataras handicap is the opening race we look at, and it looks like uh, Kevin has got his sights on another Cosy Oscar. Well, he wants to anyway with this Patino Ruby. Yeah, nice filly. Um, look, she'd had excuses in her 
a couple of uh, highway runs this preparation, I thought, and I thought she was scratched from a winnable race the week before, but I can see why now. Um, she had no weight here, but she was fairly dominant. And she's certainly got a future, there's no doubt about it. She showed she could be ridden in a box seat position. And uh, the three girls were too good for the boys here because Zora Cat tried hard after having on pace, uh, being on speed, and Key was okay. Um, uh, the well fancied imposing bow disappointed after sitting outside the lead. Kobe Rocks was just probably anchored by the big weight. But she's a filly that. Um, Adds interest as, as far as how far she can go because she's still a little bit untapped. Yeah, well, I remember early on in her campaign they were worried that she wasn't going to get 1,200 exactly. metres and now she's been able to tick that box with the 1,300. Obviously, they tinkered around with the gear and with earmuffs and um, just making sure that she was sort of settling and giving her best at the end of her races. But she's definitely an improving type. It was run at a strong tempo and she did a really good job. A couple of horses that probably uh, I just wanted to mention from the stewards report, Major Art who didn't look as though he was stretching out in the uh, early stages of his races. That was reported by Tim Clark. Um, there was no abnormalities after the race. Uh, but um, all honours with the win. I thought she did a really good job and, as I said, a very much an improving type. Uh, a $26 chance for the Kosciuszko. Well down the list. Uh, but Brett Kavanagh also has the favourite at this stage in the all-age... Uh, in the all-in-market um, uh, pre-noms. Not back in work yet after injury. She will come back into the stables hopefully soon. It's me at 4.50 in the Kosciuszko from Art Cadeau and Victorum. Two country championships winners on the next line at $6. So she's still got a bit of work to do, Patino Ruby, but she's on her way. And uh, Jack Kavanagh was there representing Dad and also Louise Day. She's pretty well bred. Um, so today she just had to put it on the board, but uh, she couldn't have done it better today. Lovely turn of foot about her when she let go. Yeah, we... Um, tried something different last time with the earmuffs on and she might have turned off a little bit too much and today the speed went like we thought and it all panned out well. Uh, Dad's had some lofty expectations and you know, fair to see why. I, mean, I said post-race maybe Kosciuszko's but yeah, who knows? Yeah for sure Kosciuszko's obviously the, the race to pick now with a win like that but I don't know Dad will speak to the owners and go from there. Obviously we've seen how, how effective she is over the shorter distances, so stepping up to a distance like this, it was just interesting to see how she'd go. We thought we'd position a little bit closer than we ended up, but obviously there was enough speed there and I was able to come back and get her really settled. She obviously cruised around the corner with plenty of horse under me and, and really let down good. Yeah, it's good to see her winning over an extended distance because sometimes she could look like just an out-and-out -out sprinter. That's right. Obviously uh, Mr Kevin knows what he's doing with him. Um, she's a well Red Philly and obviously onwards and upwards after today. It was very convincing. A lightly raced rising five-year-old mare won the highway yesterday, Zoo Station. Yeah, she's been well looked after and lightly raced, resumed after a couple of trials. I thought she was, uh, I thought it was a great return. So she might be in for a pretty good preparation. Had to do it all on her own, chasing from back in the field and uh, a pretty good performance. So something to work with there for Gaina. Shamur, three-year-old, I think has more to offer, ex-Victorian. Um, he was good at Dubbo, and, well, she was good at Dubbo, and she was pretty good there yesterday as well. Furphy was very good uh, at big odds there, running fourth. Um, a few others to, I'd have to mention there. The drover was held up a few times and should have finished closer. I think Packers Bond definitely wants further. The favourite Monterey Czar, he was slow out, 
Um, then he got a, a dig in the ribs, and I thought he raced too keen and fresh, but I, I think he may have pulled up a, a yeah, little bit Yeah, two lame. out of five lame. Two out of five lame. So uh, maybe, well, obviously some excuses there, but a typical highway um, where there could be some pr improvers coming out. The other one I want to mention is Zarafa, who is more of a mile-plus horse. I thought um, she did enough as well. All right, obviously Gainer not there yesterday, but here's Regan Bayless. Yeah, I think she's got a bit of upside. Um, I know that Gainer um, has a bit of time for this horse, and um, her two wins last preparation were, were very good, and she was a horse, showed that she was a horse on the way up, and she's coming today um, still a little bit underdone, and so that suggests to me how she won today, that there's still plenty of improvement for her to come, and I reckon she'll run a bit of a trip too. Uh, let's go to the Stayers' Cup two miles and it had been a year since Sweet Thomas had won a race in this very race 12 months ago. This is a terrific performance, a terrific performance. They cantered in this race and he was just better than the opposition. He's that, not the style of horse that you could think and pick up and go when they press the button but they've come home 35.09 here from the 600 and that's the well. There's only two other races that come home quicker: the 1100 and and I think Bandersnatch. So that says something about how steady they went. And he lost the speed of the race cap fever when they did sprint. But in saying that, for him to sprint home so sharply, a horse like him with 59 kilo, uh, with 60 kilos, uh, I may add, um, I, I thought it was a, a terrific performance. Cap Fever, you may have say, say a little unlucky, but that's just the way the race was run. Um, stewards were a little critical of Tyler not trying to get on the keep on the back of, of the winner, but uh, he's just hit a flat spot when they sprint. It's as simple as that. Great effort, great great training effort, and for a 10-year-old to produce, you know, uh, similar to last year was great. Yeah, I agree. Fantastic training effort from Matt Smith. He's said it's all right to train a, a sprinter, but to be training stayers and peaking at a, an age, a ripe old age of 10, it's certainly a... a rising 10. Rising you don't want to be 10. too critical. <laughs> well, it's not too far away, no, is it? Away. Um, you know, he did it. He's done a great job. I just wanted to ask you a question. Not a bad Harada. Does he... Any distance he runs over... I know. Any distance, whether it be 1,500, 3,200 metres... He finishes so quickly at the end of his races. He just, he just keeps plodding through the line, doesn't he? Well, he was a little unlucky. He should have maybe got into a place there yesterday. He was sort of warming up and running to their backsides. But but what trip? What is his ideal trip? I don't know. He'll, he'll probably have another ten runs and we'll work it out. <laughs> he just loves his racing. He does love yeah. it. Uh, here, here is uh, Matt Smith and uh, also Brent Navdulla. It's a good effort. I'm really very proud of the horse and the team at home. They've done a great job with this horse. So... To get him here today uh, for a second crack at this race, there's not many options uh, for this horse. Uh, so, um, oh, there was a really good effort today. I mean, I think in these staying races, you get the first half right and, and the rest, you know, uh, worry about the second half once you get the first half right, get him settled and got him into a beautiful rhythm. Uh, they were going very slow, so I was worried, I've got to say, about the half mile. I was sort of thinking to myself, come on, get going on him. But uh, I think he, he's run super, he dashed home nicely. Yeah. Half a million dollar running now, it's not bad, is it really? No, he's done well, he really has done well, so. I hope there might be some wild cards into the Melbourne Cup, you know, multiple two-mile winner. You never know. Have to dream in this game, yeah, don't you? Love to, love to see him there. He did a good job. Look, I was pretty com pretty confident with him. Um, I sort of chased him a month ago and just with the rating, you know, rating 90, I knew a lot of those Brisbane Cup horses couldn't get here. So um, I chased him a month ago. Matty said he'll go to the Brisbane and if he wins the Cup, he obviously won't come. But if he doesn't win, his rating will still be low and the race is set up really well for him. He actually stepped for once and... Um, 
gave me a beautiful ride and the race was over a long way out. You just uh, knew that you were on the superior stayer out and out, even with the big weight on his back? Yeah, I was never worried. Um, I was as confident you can get probably in a two-mile race, but um, I just kept him out of trouble. Uh, the speed was obviously very slow, so at the half mile, I decided to pop and just keep him in a rhythm. And every time Cap Eva sort of got near me, he just kept fighting. So, um, talented horse, Maddie's done a good job, and he probably wished there was a few more two more races, two more rail races are red for him. Let's move on to uh, race number four on the program, and it was uh, Avdullah again. Yeah, Zing, she, this was just her race, it's as simple as that. She'd been running pretty well in Saturday grade races. You know, it was a bit of a, bit of a pain watching it, if you're right, taking the short price, because it was never a foregone conclusion. Um, but it ended okay. I think maybe this is as far as she wants, 1,800 metres, and that's why she didn't put them away. So Wicked, slow out, honest again. Uh, Savine is getting fitter. I want to follow our intrigue. I just think she was too fresh. Uh, she'd only been here. Obviously, Chris is just working her out. She wouldn't have been here that long, considering her last run in New Zealand was, you know, five weeks ago away. And so Chris would have been just, um, just putting her through the system here. And I think, considering the way she raced aggressively, that she might have been just in need of that run. So I would be happy to give her another chance once Chris has another couple of weeks with her. Yeah, exactly right. I think she probably is the one that you'd be following going out of this race. She had a bit, little bit of improvement there. She was definitely fit enough to win, but she had improvement to come, so she'd be the horse I'd be following. And Zing, when she's placed to effect and in a smaller field, <clears throat> she can win another one. Let's hear from Chris Waller and Brenton Avdala. Well-deserved win. Um, yes, yeah, as you said, she's been right around the mark and probably a deserved win by her today. The race was probably a little bit different to how I thought it might unfold. I thought So Wicked might be up there leading, but she was a bit slow away and it just took the speed out of the race. But fortunately, uh, our girls got going when they needed to and uh, yeah, we managed to run the trifecta. What can, what can a plan for Zing be like in the weeks ahead? Um, just similar type races. Uh, there's a race at the end of July, believe it or not, that similar to today. That's probably a realistic race for us. She'll have to run against the boys between now and then. Ray Thomas tells us 150 uh, Metro winners for the season. It's a, a lovely, lovely uh, milestone to meet, reach again. Yeah, it sure is. Um, we're very proud of our results and I'm proud of my team. And yeah, we wear the success together. And um, yeah, the COVID's been a great example of, of how racing stuck together and we've kept racing going. It's been fantastic and getting the winners is a bit of a treat along the way. Yeah, look, she obviously had the, probably the best form in the race. and. Had been racing really consistent without getting a win on the board, so uh, looked to be well set up today. I thought she loved third or fourth, but when Timmy sort of missed it, so that was the leader out of the way, and then sort of Kathy was a bit more close than I thought she'd be. I just reassessed the situation and came back a pair to get her comfortable and mindful that she was probably a little bit vulnerable at the trip, but um, her class shone through it late. The way to ride her is to keep her comfortable and let her find the line under her own speed, isn't it? For sure, just keeping her rhythm, especially back at this sort of trip for you know for a while. So. Um, Look, she, she felt like she was always in a dominant position and when Timmy sort of kicked up underneath me half up straight, I thought she was in a bit of trouble, but to her credit, like I said, her class shone through. The fifth was a mile, benchmark 72. Let's go and have a look at the win of Meg. Yeah, an interesting filly, ex-New Zealander. Three runs in Australia now, great. 
I love the way this uh, young apprentice rides, this Ellen Hennessy. I, 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 she seems part of the horse. So, I think she's relatively inexperienced, but from what I see of her, she's a, a real talent. Um, I, I like her a lot. Um, Baba was very good from a long way back. Uh, what are we going to say here? I, I thought um, Makomo was you know, tough and honest again. He was the flop of the day. Uh, Wairi Falls, he did not run to any of his form. Maybe he just didn't back up. But uh, I think the story of the race is the jockey. Uh, she rides 51 and a half. She claims three. I think she's a good rider. She actually came over with Robbie Dolan at the same time and okay. they went to Melbourne and then obviously they, they both couldn't get their licences down there and then they came up. She's been a bit of a, a country woman. She's been around to a few more stables, but she's uh, starting to get some good support. She's with Theresa Bade up at the moment and she's her master. And I think that she's getting more support from Metropolitan trainers. John Sargent's obviously put her on. He gave her her first Wednesday winner and um, now she's getting used a little bit more. So she's, as you said, she's mm. talented and she took the short way home. So she's Irish. Is she Irish? She is Irish. I love the I said, Irish. I said, where are you from? Ireland, I said, okay. and I'm, you, you can me. gather that one. <laughs> tell you my Irish story. My, no. well, we got time. Hang on. They yell yeah. in my ear. They yell in my ear okay. when I don't tell stories. They're not about racing. And yep. I went to Ireland once, and um, they say you've got to go to these little pubs and have a, a pint of Guinness. So I, I was in County Kildare. I found one of these little places. They're not pubs. They're just little bars. And I walk in. It was early in the morning. It was about half past ten, quarter to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, can I, someone behind the bar, would you like it? I said, can I have a half a pint of Guinness? She said, we're not open till 11. And I said, oh, do you mind if I wait? And she said, would you like a drink while you're waiting? <laughs> I said, that's fine. I love the Irish. <laughs> oh, we love the Irish. Uh, on, where's and here's Miss Hennessy. They're yelling at me. Very good of Maddie Dale to uh, give me the ride on a really nice uh, mare. And um, yeah, I think she's only going to improve. Yeah. What were you thinking throughout the race? Um, just what Maddie told me to try and ride her sweet and keep her happy. And um, yeah, she um, just tried to be as patient as I could on her. And yeah, she ran away really nice from the end. And saving all the ground up on the fence, that made the difference in the end. Yeah, she's, um, she's actually a really nice quiet mare. That was my first sitter today, but she seemed to really like passing horses and um, getting up the inside. You're getting uh, more opportunities. We saw you rode uh, a Metropolitan Wednesday winner uh, earlier on in your career. This is your first Saturday. Tell us a little bit about your backstory and how you've ended up here. Um, yeah, was um, apprenticed down at Queen Bee into Joe Cleary and um, was riding at the countries and there and trying to get some provincial rides but um yeah I've moved up to Trees about it but Kembla Grange now so she's my master and um yeah it's been going really good so far. That accent doesn't sound very uh, like it's a local like mine where are you from? Uh, Ireland I'm Irish yeah. <laughs> and you've been here long? Uh four years now yeah. Well done. Well, hopefully she rides many more. Uh, let's go and have a look at the civic stakes now. Bandersnatch. Yeah, well, I think he, he played to his strengths, uh, the horse's strengths there. Abdullah, let him stride. He loves to lead. The drying track obviously was uh, really suitable for him. And he produced a, you know, uh, a real tough finish as well after, you know, you know, rolling along at a nice little speed. And he was too good. And Tricky Gal just had to do too much, I think, from back in the field. So she's back to near her best form. True Detective will another check 
he picks up another check there. Can't really say much about the rest. Wanda Bar maybe 1,400 is uh, the upper limit of her, her distance range. But uh, that was his race. He capitalised. And I must say, this track at Rose Hill was beautiful yesterday. You could win from anywhere with that rail back in the normal position, uh, on the on the you know a nice bit of you know soft six, even a little bit better. I would have thought. Couple of horses from the stewards report. Fender was found to be coughing, so he's going to have a scope. And also, uh, there was no uh, reason for the way Threud went. She was just disappointing. They're going to report back to the stewards. All right, let's go and hear from Michael Hawkes and Brent Navdala. As I said, we're just trying to place him in the right races and he's done a really, really good job and I think Brenton's had a few rides on him um, and he's done, obviously got another win on the board today. And these are this is a lovely series of races for a horse like him. Oh, it is. Obviously, you know, there's another race in a couple of weeks' time that we'll probably be aiming for now as long as he pulls up good, but he jumped out well and Brenton just took his time to get across and once he got to the front, he just gave him a good breather and, as I said in before the race, you know, so long as he... Uh, Wins on the post. It's not about the top of the straight, but it's at the post. So he's done a great job. The owners have been pretty patient with us. They've let us do what we had to do. And look, that's what that pays for. We get the job done. I remember riding with Gerald, had a bit of luck with him, and haven't seen him since. So um, nice to get a stakes win on him, and uh, I won't be paying my valet bill for a few months. <laughs> he's a horse that loves getting out in front, but he has to be nice and fit, doesn't he? And just those couple of runs have brought him to this point where he was ready to go today. Yeah, I'd be critical to say Hawks, he sends him to the race, is not fit. Um, you know, I, I didn't say that. I said he needs to be nice and fit <laughs> yeah, because he has an on-pace racing style. Yeah, for sure. It, it does help these sorts of horses, but he's a bit quirky. I just, you know, every time I've ridden him, you just let him flow. You can just see sometimes he can get aggressive in the bridle, and today worked out really well. Um, you know, he looked like that on paper, pace related, that he just get control, and he was able to find the rail and, and do things right, and he was there for there to kick late, when, you know, and, and one like a good nice horse. Uh, a bit like uh, Stockman for Joe Pride, brutality. You knew there was a win there somewhere for this horse stuff. Yeah, look, he's been very tough, hasn't he? This is uh, He's backed up three weeks running. Boy, Regan Bayless had a day out. You know, I think he was... I think he was 60 to 1 to win the Jockeys Challenge, where uh, I think uh, Avdala was $1.20, but he's upset him. Uh, he rode three in a couple of placings, and he kept his cool here, rode the inside. Uh, he was probably the last man standing, really, with his, with his fitness and durability. So he deserved the win. He'd been all right all the way through. Mubariz is racing well. I wouldn't give give up on Great House. He's, he was in the pain barrier a long way out there being second up, so maybe a little bit too much of a brutal test for him uh, second up at the distance. Uh, I can't say much really about the others. I, I think uh, there's no, hardly any excuses there. Opacity goes for a spell now after that run, but he deserved that. He's been tough all the way through and and got the job done. It's a horse like Great House. It's good to see him racing tractably, though. At least he's going straight and he's not shirking the task. I think you can really judge him third up into the campaign, which way you, he ends up going. Well, Chris will tell you where he places him, where he ends up going. Yeah, exactly. Let's hear from Joe Pride and Regan Bayless. Yeah, look, I thought we were going to have a bit more of a wet track for him here today, but he's a, he's a super reliable horse, and I'm so glad to see him win today because it's been a... It's been a, um, a winless preparation for him. Him and Stockman going into last week, neither of them had won a race, and I thought they were going to be two stars of the winter for me. But, look, they've both, um, 
they've both got a win now up in consecutive weeks and uh, it was a very good effort there today, a, a, an absolute 10 out of 10 ride from Regan. He's never won like that before coming up the inside, so uh, full credit to Regan, but uh, very happy to see him win again. He wasn't an expensive horse, we're having a lot of fun with him and Kylie's one of the owners, so it'll be the old uh, happy, happy wife, happy life. Scenario: We're in lockdown now, mate. So we're not going out for dinner tonight. We know that. He's been very consistent without without winning, as you say, Lizzie. Um, Joey Pride is just a freak at ticking these horses over, and this is this horse's third third Saturday in a row at the races, backing trip, um, and credit to his team at home because they've got him in tip-top order here today, backing trip, and still able to sort of show that bursting turn of foot. It was a great win. When he found the line, he doesn't usually... He's one that needs to build up a lot of momentum, but you sort of felt like he was fine to travel through them and he was pretty genuine in the end. Yeah, he was. I had no option but to go to the fans, which, you know, according to the last couple of winners, you know, there's, there's not much wrong with it at the moment. Um, so I was... I had a lot of space between me and the horse in front of me, opacity, but you can't ride this horse too close out of his comfort zone, so he was just smoking his pipe back there and when the splits come, he was brave through and, and won well. Uh, more Regan Bayliss. Here's Mirror Vision for Peter and Paul Snowden. Yes, Dable Quinella here um, with Mirror Vision and Charitira. Mirror Vision, I think she's going as well as ever. Um, I, I, I think the only problem going into this race was she had a sticky draw, but Regan was smart. He took that out of the equation quickly when he showed intent and got across and got her into a rhythm. So a, a perfect ride uh, from what looked a, a tricky angle coming into the race with the map. Charitira was much better here. Canasta, another good, honest, tough performance running along in front there. Um, Blondeau is, you know, he just hasn't gone on with it after that brilliant first up win at Gosford. He's just been chipping away behind them. And Ulysses was well fancied. I thought he was awful there yesterday. He's a better horse than that. And uh, I just don't know what to think of him. Um, he, he, he was uh, pretty average there. Um, our little Irish girl there, she got suspended for dropping her hands. She it did, yes, on Amoretti, who actually found the line really well. She got suspended for not riding him out to the line. So, um, unfortunate for her, or it's a, a day of... Uh, Happiness. A learning curve. A learning curve. Well, that's what you call it. But yeah, there's nothing in the stewards report about Ulysses. He seems to have pulled up fine. So hopefully it's just a bit of second up syndrome and he can bounce back third up. We hear from Peter Snowden and Regan Bayless. Been the third back uh, run for her and uh, the first win was a good win. Uh, second up last start had no, no luck. Uh, it was caught wide, but better run today and made her own luck up on speed. I was surprised she was there so easily actually, but uh, had a nice run in transit and uh, nice to strong late with the stable weight breathing down her neck late. Nice to have a mare in this kind of a mood and uh, yeah. when, I suppose when they feel that way, they, they race well. Uh, she's always been an honest mare and she's getting better as she's getting older now. Being a long row, four and five and six would be her best time, so uh, soft ground doesn't worry. She likes to sting out of the ground, so the perfect time of year to have her in and get a benchmark up a bit and hopefully we can get up some black type races in the spring. And Chera Terra gave a little fright there at a point. He, he needed to. <laughs> <laughs> Actually Anna brought down a bag of carrots and I shook him at him in the mountain yard. Might have been turning around today. I was quietly confident. I had um, good rides today for some good stables. Um, so coming here quietly confident but you don't know until you sort of go out there and execute and We've been able to draw some nice barriers and get some lovely runs on, on them all, and um, they've won accordingly. She was really good, wasn't she? Bounced back. She had a tough run behind New Arrangement last start, but bouncing back in this type of grade is very much in her repertoire. Yeah, definitely. She drew a wide barrier last start, and um, you know she's back in grade today. Obviously carried more weight, but um, Pete said her work at home has been brilliant. So coming here quietly confident, and the, actually the stable mate headed me at the top, of the, uh, halfway down the straight. But to my horse's credit, she, she pinned her ears back and was strong right through the line.
And the final race of the day. Let's have a look at uh, Madam Legend. Yeah, nice mare this. Uh, she looked really good in her first preparation. Didn't really go on with it last prep, but the indications were there with a brilliant trial leading into this, and she was well tried yesterday and, and delivered. Uh, nice to see Brock Ryan. He's had a lot of injury tr troubles getting back into the winner's circle here, but this is an above-average mare who could really have a good winter. Um, in saying that, um, he was unlucky Hulk. Um, I don't know if he should have won. He should have really fought the finish out. Maybe he should have because would he was... He, would he have won? Would he, would, well, could a, you confidently say he would have got his nose in front? Uh, well, you can't confidently say that, but to the naked eye, you could make a very strong case. He got held up at a terrible stage when he had a lot to offer, where she was out with momentum, and he's not out till, you know, inside the hundred here. And he, he, he You could confidently say another horse would get that. <laughs> yes, I could confidently say it would have been very, very close. Triple H was good. First up as a gelding, Cuban Royale. He should have finished a touch closer. He's a good toiler, Cuban Royale. Other than that, I think the winner is very smart. Yes, Destination also and um, Brody Power be following those two moving forward. Mm -hmm. Well, let's go and hear from Brock Ryan. It's been a rough six months for me. Around Christmas time, I dislocated and fractured my elbow, and then I was back riding for a month, and then broke my leg, and I was out for another four months. So it's been a long road getting back and getting fitness back, and uh, it's been good coming back. I've had a lot of opportunities, and I can't thank Les enough and the owners for putting me on this horse today. She was terrific, wasn't she? Just uh, the right style of mare over this 1,100 metres at Rose Hill. Yeah, that's right. He, he had a prime for today. He did say earlier in the week he's got her back on track um, from a little mishap last prep um, and yeah everything just panned out beautiful. I had a bit of an awkward gait but just jumped well, put herself in a good spot three wide with cover and she's just able to nudge out when I asked her to and let down beautiful. Well, back in 2015, Racing New South Wales introduced a race called the Highway for country trainers only. Uh, $75,000 up until next Saturday when the highways go to $100,000. Also, starting next week, uh, all metropolitan races uh, go to $130,000. And we add an extra race to make it a 10-race card each and every Saturday, a brand-new race on the back of the success of the highway, a race called the Midway. Now, this is for trainers uh, somewhere in between. Uh, not country trainers, they're not eligible, and not the high-end trainers who are uh, sitting at the top of the Premiership and winning Group 1s. There are, uh, I think, a dozen trainers who are ineligible for the midway, but for those smaller uh, trainers with uh, less horses in work and for the provincial trainers uh, around the five centres, they are eligible for these new races, the 10th race on the program, the midway. Richard Haynes went out and caught up with a couple of trainers. It affects uh, starting next Saturday. Well, Claire, we're soon to have 10 races on a Saturday with the midway races coming along, $100,000 races, an emerging stable. What's, what's your take on the new race? Oh, I think it's fantastic. Um, definitely gives us something to target for, you know, other than the provincial championships. Obviously, that's um, restricted once you've had, you know, a number of starts and wins. And um, just being able to grow the stable and, um, you know, having this race on is it's really going to help us. It's still going to be hard. It's still, you know, great prize money and um, 
you know, the highways, there's um, a number of good horses each week. They're, um, you know, a great race each Saturday for the country trainers. So, um, yeah, you're going to still need the right horse. But I think um, in my stable now, I think I've probably got four or five that I'd happily, you know, set for, set for the right distance and the right race um, with those horses already. Well, Brad, the inception of the Midway race, $100,000 race on a Saturday. Another nice chance for your owners to, to win some nice money. Yeah, another new concept from Racing New South Wales. It's fantastic. Uh, I think we've been waiting for it for a while and they've put a lot of thought into it. And um, look, I think it's, uh, you know, it's going to be great to be running on a Saturday for 100,000. It's going to be time to look, look through the barn and, and look, for, look for some prospects for these races. Yeah, well, I've uh, already had a look at, you know, sort of what's, uh, what they've put out, what distances. Um, Looks like they've got a fair spread of distances at the moment. I, you know, they're probably just going to see how it goes, but uh, yeah, look, um, I'll be hopeful that I can find the right horses to uh, get in those races for sure. You've got a, a three-year-old now that's sort of won a maiden very early. They get a, you know, get a benchmarked hard to go to a class one. You know, you might be able to skip a class one, look at those, uh, you know, 72 Raiders on a sad day. Um, you know, so I think it's, yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of different avenues you can look at the races for sure. I think it's about 1.24 million each and every Saturday, Duff and Lizzie, uh, being handed out starting next Saturday. Well, it's, uh, we've already done, well, the, obviously the highway races have been a huge hit and the country races and that was proven, you know, with the, even in Brisbane, they've sort of imitated what we've done with the bush horses and that's a huge hit, that battle of the bush. And now we're going to try and look after some, you know, provincial trainers and it'll be interesting to see how it works out and... Um, get our head around it, what sort of horses are going to be nominated and if we're going to have mm. full field. So time will, time will tell. It's no use jumping up and down and saying how great it is at the moment, but we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll just assess the after a month and say, yeah, what a great idea. Because um, it's, it, no one, sometimes people don't like change, uh, but I think this is a, a, great, a pretty good idea. Okay, well, uh, of course, uh, we continue on with uh, plenty of uh, action on the track here on Sky Thoroughbred Central each and every Saturday. But as far as our Sunday show is concerned, we're going to take a little bit of a break and be back uh, ready to go in the spring around Wink Stakes time. So, uh, Lizzie and Duff, uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend and um, we'll be back at it again next Saturday. Looking forward to it. Yep, looking forward to it. And that's it for Thoroughbred Weekly. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll be uh, back in August. <laughs>